0: You might have a mom, she might be the bomb, but ain't nobody got a mom like mine. Her love's till the end, she's my best friend. Ain't nobody got a mom like mine.
1: Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA, where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA by using pop cultural references and real life stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life.
2: Okay. <laughs> Boom.
1: <laughs> I dropped.
2: <laughs> so, we are excited because we have a guest with us who hasn't been on for a while. Kelly Robin, welcome.
0: Uh, hello, thank you. I'm here.
2: And are you excited about how long you've known that you were going to be a guest and how much thought was put into inviting you to be a guest?
0: So, I would like to think that over the past i don't know how many years have i known you guys that you would by now know that two minutes notice to get on a podcast is hey i my a favorite. Group
1: chat before i even got on the plane and said can kelly be available
0: well, it was like at 5 a.m yeah i know it was during drop-off routine so i pay a lot of attention when i'm trying to get my kids out the door oh my god okay cool. so just okay
1: so let's the reason kelly is on as guest when we love her we do. Right. We truly. Well, do. Yeah. Not,
2: I mean, that's just a given, right? Okay. But the
1: other reason is because about five minutes ago, I was sitting on the runway on an airplane. <laughs> Stuck. I couldn't get anywhere. But why are you on an airplane? Because I'm going to see my clients in New Mexico?
2: No. Uh-uh. There's another
1: reason no, why you're on an airplane, not. too. That's not right. I don't know
0: what you guys are referring
1: to at all.
0: I almost wish or, could res- record how big your smile is right now to show everyone listening.
2: That you're lying. <laughs> lying. Lying. Oh,
0: or the whole reason I'm going
1: to check in with Mariah tonight and not just going straight to my hotel. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> oh, to get a dog. A dog.
1: Mina will be joining us.
2: A dog. I can't wait to hear about how Mina flies back. Um, from New Mexico to... Well, she's on know. the
1: plane ticket. I did confirm that.
2: Oh, that's and good. And she's
1: an emotional support dog. <laughs> did you already get the vest for that? Um, I have a... She has an ID card and everything.
2: Thank you, internet. There could be so many discussions we could have about the emotional support dog. Oh, Lord. Uh,
1: in all fairness, we are tr- going to be training her to become a dog to work with kids with autism if that makes a difference. So she's a emotional support dog now, but will be a service dog in training in six months. I'm just trying to think about
2: how the last two dogs went that you trained. They were just about as
1: normal as my children. Right. (laughs) Right. I don't know what you're
2: talking about.
1: So, Uh, What's what's the quote for today?
2: Well, I honestly
1: podcast episode is going to be a hot mess in a dumpster fire (laughs) beside a bus crash that's how big of a hot mess it's going to be
2: okay so the quote well I had a couple but then um the one I finally ended up with was my mind is like my internet browser 19 tabs are open three of them are frozen and I have no idea where the music is coming from (laughs) because I think that is pretty that pretty much sums it up for everyone so, um, Kelly, it's been a while since we've had you on. So what, what have you been up to?
0: That is a great question. And <laughs>
2: With more preparation, you would have been ready to answer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I would have because I don't remember breakfast this morning. So I promise you I don't remember what I've done. <laughs> well, see, I could have told you I that about- I told you
1: like last week you were on it and you would have yeah.
0: been fine. I, yeah, exactly. You could have lied to me and just said that. Hey, I told you a long time ago so I would um try, yeah what the, there has to be something. i'm trying to think um personally or professionally i think both. Both. both both okay personally um as i think we've talked about before uh my husband's active duty military and with that comes a lot of family that lives in random places and so we're stationed way far away from home but we have what we call military family that is about three hours away so we went and visited with some of them this weekend and it was pretty great um dr jepson also you know anissa whatever you want to call her today um <laughs> like to make fun of me because i like to go travel and i like to go visit people and i know people everywhere yeah. one of the perks being military so that was this weekend we got to go explore a couple new locations and visit uh, some old friends
1: can i tell you something about that about your trip <laughs> Yeah, please do. So our, our codependency relationship means we all track each other, right? And I just happened to be sitting there and I'm like, oh, I just wonder what Kelly's doing. And so I pulled up your phone and I'm like, what? She's not even, she's in a different state. Like, where did she even go? I didn't even know. But I was tracking you this weekend for some reason. I, and I just felt the need to see where you were, what you were doing. I'm not
0: surprised. I do that, I do that all the time where I'm like, what is... Is Britt even at home right now? Like what is she why is she responding to me? Let me see. Oh, yep. No, she's at home. She just lost her phone.
2: Yep. We so Kelly and I's next step is to have camera. Well, Brittany has cameras in her house, security cameras. We just need to get them set back up and we need the code so that we can see actually where she's at in the house. Because now just knowing she's in the house, so not you can super. can at helpful. me through the yeah, yeah.
1: Not super helpful. Yeah.
2: yeah, Kelly, I swear, like in my when i think about her i feel like she's in like a vw bus like driving all over the country stopping at random places because we'll go somewhere and she'll be like oh yeah like i have a cousin or someone i was stationed with or whatever let me see i think i can figure something out i'm like
0: a childhood neighbor of mine lives in this town let me go step by and see them for the first time in 30 years it'll be fine it'll be fine So,
2: well, we have super good news for one of our K-NOW employees. Oh, so yes. To give a shout we out do. to Katie Rice, BCBA. She took her test, yes. and she passed, which I knew she would. I don't know why I'm she was so studying happy. it.
1: Yeah, except I had to find out on Facebook. Oh. And she posted it there before she told anybody, even Seth.
2: Well, I can't wait till we're in our next meeting. And she's like, um, I don't know what, what should we do? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. I'm, you're the BCBA.
1: <laughs> all you. So oh my gosh, I can't wait.
2: I also <laughs> took my test. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: so, okay, here's my, here's my grand plan for this test situation anyway. So I couldn't, first of all, I didn't start like truly studying until maybe a little later than I should have. Second of all, it wasn't maybe a priority. I don't think I have as much drive
1: (laughs) that I needed. Your MO.
2: My MO is weak, weak. Third, what's, let's, I'm trying to go through all my excuses. Oh, so, okay. So I live in the middle of nowhere, which that's not really not an excuse because one of um. Jessica tested she lives in the same place I did and she drove three hours but I okay so I set up to test and I would have had to drive and that gave me so much anxiety that I had to cancel that test which me changing my test dates costs a lot of money like I can't I just changing them randomly so we were driving to Kansas to see my brother and his family who we haven't seen for a year and I'm like oh there's a testing spot on the way down I'll just stop stop and test (laughs) because I always knew I was going to test at least twice because I just always had that in my mind that the first test would be like my practice test because I need to see what the test was like it was giving me so, so much anxiety so I stopped took the test and the test itself is horribly long but is not as like if you know your stuff it's not as bad as you as I think that it's portrayed. It's still hard. I mean, obviously I didn't pass, but.
1: <laughs> I was also tracking you during that time. I know. Like, I just but, track everyone.
2: Like I told Katie, I'm like, mm-hmm. if you know your stuff, the test itself, it's not like it's out to get you, right? It's just. Well,
1: and you were saying that you did really good on the assessment part. So assessment, which, ethics,
2: and yeah. um man, uh, Supervision,
1: yeah, which you do the majority of, and you don't as much write programs. No, so so,
2: oh my god, that now Kelly's
1: gonna have you write programs. I know. I
2: (laughs) I
0: guess what's on the agenda. I know.
2: So yeah, so assessment, ethics, and supervision all were I I was over the line with them. Like I passed all those. Everything else I was like (laughs) closing, except for yeah, that one. Which, honestly, oh, and I still, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's, I, I don't know. I know what I n- don't know now more so than what I do know. If that helps.
1: Well, situation. you should probably study more than a week before the test.
2: It was, it was two weeks that I really, okay. I and I did,
1: and this, I studied okay. from like April all the way to May. What
2: so I did pass like? the big ABA, which I. Truly appreciated and I thought was helpful. Would I ever do it again during um, the end of the year for work and whatever. But again, these are not all excuses because I went through the class with two people that passed. And so, like I said, I did not do the work I should have done. It was all me. And my excuses can just live wherever they want (laughs) to live. But that's really what it boils down to. It's a hard test, but it's a doable test, I do think, too.
1: Well, I think that goes kind of into a little bit about what we read in the essential skills on... um, uh, What was it? Public networking? No, not networking. Um, Relations, right? Public relations and the perception of the field. Mm -hmm. So... Our field is set in so much science and that perception of the field is all that science based, but really you need the application side to Mm -hmm. pass that test. If you don't have that application side, if you can just recite the Cooper, you're not going to pass the test.
2: No, because it is a lot of application. And I do feel like, so there was a couple months where. I was more focused on our kind of organizational behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kelly, Britt and I have had like the craziest year. I think that we thought we possibly yeah. <laughs> had work. And when I'm not doing the work every day, like it suffers.
1: So were there a lot of, were there OBM questions on there? Because that makes me question like somebody who just does a strict OBM. Like I um, couldn't,
2: if I were just crap. doing it's, I would say that, The test does focus a lot more if you are working as a traditional, which I don't know if that's the right word, BCBA. Like clinic-based
0: or mm -hmm. in-home-based. It would be really
2: hard. Yeah. It would be really hard if my supervision had been just OBM-based, which was originally what we were like thinking about what I was going to do. And I do think that you have to work in the field to be – successful. Like I can't imagine that you could go right from school to the test and then go into the field. Like I feel like being in the field and Mm -hmm. that is helpful. I don't know if that's the case for everybody, but I do feel like for me, I can, and I think this is not just for the test, but like, so I have, because we work in Minnesota and I can do as a level one, I can do pretty much close to the same things in Minnesota that you can as a BCBA. But I, because of our my position in our company, I go back and forth. Like I fluctuate between just doing our organizational business stuff and then doing ABA work. And I can tell when I'm off the ABA stuff and when I have yeah. to come back or when we're super busy at work with like intakes and things like that versus when I'm not because it's not as fluent to me. Yeah, Um, It
1: would be nice if you had the choice on the test to like take it depending on your supervision. Yeah.
2: Like how Mm -hmm. you tracked. And I think that's just because OBM is, I mean, it's still so new and, and we, I don't think the test talked a lot about any other thing than what, like what we traditionally do in a clinic. I also feel like, um, I come from the psychology background, which
1: positive yeah. psychology.
2: <laughs> A lot of feelings and
1: which is odd if you knew mentalistic growing up. <laughs> what
2: <laughs> I know I was way more ABA based when you were growing up. You than, were
1: <laughs> than I you ever had was. Strict schedules. <laughs> I
2: know. Um, so and also more theory-based versus practical or application-based. I mean, it's just a different, it's just a different, it's a completely different field. And I think I just um, have a lot to work to do. So I'll just be randomly going around the country, stopping places, we'll be somewhere for a conference. I'll be like, oh, wait, my 30 days are up. I'm going to test again. i
1: to swing that. by and test. No big deal. <laughs> just got to do this.
2: See y'all in four hours. <laughs> <sighs> and that's not to say our supervision program's great. I didn't get my supervision through k Let me just put that out. And my, <laughs> my supervision was good. My supervision was good. I got the things I needed from supervision. It has nothing to do with supervision. It has nothing to do with pass the big exam. It has nothing to do with anything else other than what the time you have to put the time in.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was doing, filling out some paperwork for a now Last night or the night before, I can't remember. And we now have eight BCBAs, counting me, Mm -hmm. and and 13 staff members.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. And
1: then all
0: of those staff members are on their track to getting a BCBA. That's crazy. That's crazy. I go through a system whenever I send out emails, and I go through, like, which employee we have based on hire date. But then I also, like, when I do the contracts and things like that, like, I – look at that. And I was like, I need a better system because our team is at this point. I'm like, it's pretty big. And we have a lot of b two BAs now that I need to yeah. make sure that I include in everything. Well, and, and so I, was like, I probably need to write it all down and like have it taped next to my computer.
2: I'm excited.
0: Because or we- you could
1: make a group that's just BCBA <laughs> at well,
0: talked about. That. I haven't learned how to do that. And then I would have no. to remember the groups. And then I have to write down the group name next to my computer. So I no. remember that. Either
1: way, you're writing it down next to your computer. Yes. Maybe that's what I'll do on one of my nights where I can't sleep is make groups for everyone. You get that's a group. Good. You
0: get a group. You yeah. get a group. That sounds yeah. great. Can you do the groups? And then can you write down the groups to us? Because I still don't know the groups that we currently have.
1: Yeah, we and only then, one so, group. One staff. Oh wow. no, employees. Oh, okay.
2: Kelly and I were trying to figure we, out. We
0: <laughs> we had oh a guessing God. game the other day. We're like, what what word would she use for this group? I don't know.
2: Brittany Elizabeth.
1: It's Diet Coke.
2: Oh my God!
1: <laughs> like, are you? Isn't do- it in a fancy glass? Are you doing a shot mm-hmm. of wine at <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning when you're going to work? <laughs> Nope, Diet Coke. It's Diet Coke. <laughs> I thought it was Dry January. <laughs> yep, I did. I just chug. Okay, so those who can't see me, I just like guzzled down my pop. It was like half full in the glass, and I'm guessing my mom thought it was something other than
0: just mom. the glass. The glass resembles a wine glass. And why was so, there the yes. ice? What's
2: serial and- killer drink soda without ice in it?
0: Me, I love a good fountain
1: pop without ice.
0: Uh, I'm the same. I don't normally like things over chilled. Oh my gosh. So, as oh we talk, God. I'm on
1: my way to New Mexico and I'm stopping over. And by the way, where I have 20 minutes after this podcast to get to B Terminal.
2: where <laughs> What airport are you in?
1: I'm in Salt Lake City right now. Oh, okay. Nice um, But I just got a message from my husband who took leave to take care of the kids this week because, huh, man, you can't work and take care of kids at the exact same time. It's impossible. Don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, um, when we drop the boys off, Cash gets to walk beside the gate up to his um, class area. And uh, Dustin just texted me. He's like, I can't believe there's nobody standing at that gate opening waiting for them.
2: In case someone steals them or I what? don't
1: know. A little overprotective um mm. on that. I'm also guessing they had to sit down and actually eat breakfast and didn't get green chips for breakfast in the car. And they probably also didn't get to take their iPads on the drive to school.
2: Or Hugh so Hugh didn't miss breakfast and ate food off the floor of your car? Uh,
1: I found out what that was. They were fruit loops and they were in a baggie.
2: Uh-huh.
1: That's what I'm going with. <sighs>
2: Oh, oh lord it um, it has just been I don't even know what to tell you
1: I am excited though because we I know so we have a contract with New Mexico with Clovis schools and you have been in there mom to yeah. do training and stuff but I get to go in and see kind of how everything's going for the first time so I'm excited about that so it is more than just a dog Okay, y'all
2: <laughs> Yeah, but the motivation for you to get down there was the dog.
1: Well, it's funny because I've been working in New Mexico for, how old is Cash? Seven. For seven years. And I spent the first five years continuously avoiding going to Clovis, New Mexico. Actively avoiding it. And I've now been there twice in the past year.
2: Well, it'll be, so Kelly and I go to Minnesota next week. Right? Is it next year? Yeah,
0: it's oh it's on Monday. I got a reminder. It was like a week from today. I was like, oh, oh. wow, that's coming up fast.
2: So we're going, we're going for seventy two hours, mm-hmm. right? No, forty eight mm-hmm. hours. I don't know. Two a day and a half will be there total, like pretty much. But our schedule will be like within five seconds of each other, which does not bode well for how things work in our lives. The last time Kelly had, I had her, her watch was on my, what was it? Your air
0: tag? I had an air tag. Yep. I had an air tag and it wasn't connected to me. It was connected. (laughs) Long story, but I was trying to see if I could have my sister track me when I run with my air tag and it was more annoying and beneficial, but we all got to see... How we drove across the entire city of Minneapolis about 12 different directions in the same day.
2: Never we never to took the same way. way. No. No. Mm-mm. And um I know that COVID cases are now on the rise. And so Kelly and I will be taking COVID precautions coming from a state that doesn't believe I think Kelly's state doesn't necessarily believe there's COVID either. No. South Dakota definitely doesn't. Idaho. Not so much. No. So it will yeah, be. Yeah, our flight attendants
1: were wearing masks today.
2: Were they? Yeah. I think the cases are rising. So we'll be wearing masks so that we don't bring in COVID to the clinics from our states that don't. Or go and
1: get the entire clinic sick like yeah. last time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um,
0: what. So Brett, you're flying right now. Have either of you flown other than yeah. like the past two weeks? Have you flown recently? Because I was no, kind of curious a- if. No, we took a six. It was, I counted because I did a TikTok on
1: it. Um, we took a six week break from like traveling for K now. Yeah. Mom still traveled to go see the girls and everything, but K now wise, plane that wise, is. yeah, we took about six weeks off. Yeah. Okay. And now we're back to flying every month. <sighs> oh, God. I know. I did our schedule and we are all flying every month. But on the positive note, also, all of our um, presentations that we have submitted so far this year have been approved.
2: So we're back okay. 100. No, but, okay. Well, <laughs> I know, I think we've talked about this before, but another set got approved that I don't necessarily remember.
1: <laughs> At least me. I gave yeah, Kelly I, more than <laughs> when she gets to the hotel and I'm like, Oh, Kelly, we have to, we, you have to talk about this. See,
0: I gave you a little bit more notice. I, that is, yeah, that is a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I don't remember submitting to that one.
2: And
0: mm-hmm. I don't know because res- it's a two two separate ones that we're doing at the mm-hmm. conference in April. Yeah, don't remember submitting to that one at all. I thought we were just attending. Huh. No, okay. well, we submitted.
2: So my so okay, and and I can I can roll with the submitting and not knowing. The the way that conferences make us submit sometimes is our submission get sit into some sort of fancy computer auto generator that you never see again. And so sometimes if the person who h- is submitting doesn't actually like I don't know take a screenshot or have a different document that has maybe the abstract or the objectives or what the presentation I learned
1: my lesson last year, okay? <laughs> and I we had to have ask- that written down now.
2: We had to ask for, the, I'm like, hey, can you ask them for what the program is go the program just so we kind of have an idea about what you might have possibly submitted. And I mean, the stuff that we we do is stuff we know. So that's not even it. But sometimes there are like little nuances in our.
1: And we, for the most part, have all of our presentations. We've done some version of them somewhere else before. We just update them yeah. as they go.
2: But it's exciting because then I feel like I don't feel so bad for going to conferences. Although the one conference when we go to Florida, we're all going to be whoever's going is all going to be sharing a room because the rooms were super expensive. So it's going to be Kelly and Britt's preferred way to travel or the well, entire. That's going to happen
1: at APBA with Katie.
2: Mm-mm, I got my own room. I know. I have to travel. and
1: I just keep telling people, yeah, you can come stay in my room. No big I care. have
2: to travel with my husband.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: So that's a whole nother thing. Because Kelly's going, I'm sorry, Kelly, aren't you going on some non K now vacation?
0: No, not for that trip. I oh. am picking up my mother. My mother's oh, going to come cool. support me for a spring break at my oh. household so that I can continue to get some productivity that week with my kids home
2: fall break went well right
0: oh fantastic I called Mm -hmm. in scheduled an airplane ticket for my mom to come up for spring break during fall break on day one because I could not handle (laughs) working oh
1: I know spring break oh man Okay. okay. What are we talking about for, what is okay. our, okay. So essentials for living chapter,
2: I, I, not essentials for living. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but because if it is, you'll be, I took a Dramamine
1: before I got oh on the plane. God,
2: you did chug that wine. Knew that was. Yeah. Wine. Okay. So it is 25 <laughs> essential skills is what we're talking about. Um, And we're on chapter five. And this one is about public relations. And the funniest thing about this one is the first um, line. Oh my gosh. I highlighted it too. So the first line in chapter five is robotic behavior, lack of emotion and inability to use trained skills outside school are some of the shortcomings critics attribute to ABA. So there you go. That was our kind of public relations back in, was this 2010?
1: I think that's what we decided, yeah.
2: So that was a quote from Claudia Wallace. So then I had to look her up because I'm like, who is this lady? She's a um, scientific journalist that writes um, for a lot of different publications. And so she must have been, and she, scientific and education are her two focuses. So that's. That's where that came from but we're gonna talk about public relations because I do feel like um, we feel all like this chapter
1: needs definitely needs a little bit of an update
2: well like, and it, I, yeah in public relations I'm not sure like what because I don't know if public relations is the right name for it but we definitely need to work on our positive
1: yeah so I just did a Presentation for a group of speech therapists, OTs, and some school teachers. And I started like I usually do because, you know, I'm really dry when I start talking and all that stuff. But then I had to completely change it because of their questions that were happening. So, like, I get the robotic nature of ABA, but when we're doing that like mingling with the public and stuff we definitely need to take it back a notch and and try to relate to them versus just
0: sticking to the book well that's our biggest so topic. I just I just was trying to do a quick google search as we were talking because um you mentioned this was written in 2010 and I'm curious how long it takes to change that public perception of the field of ABA after having this, because our field has done some really great things to try and help yeah. change the course of what, um, it was doing in the past. And I feel like that robotic ABA is really something that we try so hard now to, to not get to that point. Cause we've seen this, the research, we've seen kind of how, um, some people may respond. And so how can we take that and change the perception? I was just kind of curious and Google didn't have the specific answer that I wanted. So,
2: well, and I think too, I do feel like when I meet people that have been BCBAs for a very long time, that there is a very specific, like not a chip on their shoulder, but like, I feel like because ABA has been under attack, Or there's been this negative perception that a lot of people that have been BCBAs for a very long time do feel like they have to come out of the gate defending what they do. And that Mm -hmm. I think that's the perception that is a little off Yeah, because we just have had,
1: you know, well, and it's hard to because I know that sometimes in different when I'm disseminating the people that I'm disseminating to don't think that they know the answers to everything and they do in a sense, but they don't know. It's like algebra. Like you might know the answer, but did you get it the right way? Right. Because there's, especially when it comes to that reinforcement and punishment, you can achieve results with punishment, but one, they, it's not, they're not going to last. And two, it's not ethical to approach it that way so they might have the answer but not the formula
2: well and I think too and this is not just an ABA but I think if you are starting your career and you are a young professional um, I don't think that we at I I don't think college and your master's program prepare you for the things that you're going to have to deal with outside of what you have been taught to do in school is really kind of What they're saying, too, in this book, they're saying that it doesn't prepare students for what they're going to be exposed to if something happens or even if they're like out and, um, you know, something happens somewhere in the world about ABA. How are you going to respond to that in your own community? I think we went through this last Summer or spring, when
1: t- twenty twenty when social media for ABA kind of took a mm-hmm. off like a rocket and there wasn't any policing of it, which is pl- policing might not be the word monitoring.
2: Right. Yeah, and so, so I think yeah, like people didn't have any idea how to handle the things that were being said, and I think that's where public relations comes in. But this chapter really focuses on a lot more in person. And I think social media is a completely different.
1: Yeah. So I have a question for you. So coming out, coming from outside the field and then reading this chapter, are the maybe not definitions, but the explanations of public relations, do they match, do you think, or are they different within our field?
2: I think that it's very, Like, I just didn't feel like it was, that's not how I would do public relations. Like the first part was like, for me, public relations, more like grassroots. So it's all of us showing up to volunteer. It's all of us, um, you know, having something near and dear to our hearts um, and being involved in our communities. And they do include some of that, but this was a lot more like um, get you know, go to press conferences for government officials. Um, Do a Google search every day to see where you're like, where things are landing, you know, visit schools, which I believe like all of those things. And I do think at the like higher level, there's a lot more of that um, like grassroots campaigns for, um, you know, going to talk to Congress and all those things, because we do need to do that for healthcare reform and all that. But for me, public relations is just very, like, grass, like grassroots and they do talk about yeah. a
1: little bit so um, in one of my endeavors in college i was a marketing and pr communications major for a good year um but to me public relations is more of focusing on your per- the perception the mm-hmm. public's perception of you so maybe not googling yourself i guess that i guess you could to see what they're saying about the field but it's more about perception. And a lot of what they were talking about, I felt fell into networking.
2: Yeah. Like that's, it was a combination. And yeah, like, I think Kelly, you and I all do those things where we're like, oh, so this is going on in our community. Let's show up. Like it doesn't yeah. even have to be like, we don't have to necessarily be a part, but we are sometimes. Um,
1: I we- liked it. The one um, invite, if you are have a, clinic or if you have some establishment inviting um, public Mm -hmm. officials to come to see it I think that is a good public relations move
2: I know that when like I worked for the university we it was a smaller community but they needed they always needed things for their newspaper and I like volunteered to write an article I think I did every week it was horrible I should never have ever said I would do something every week. Like that was not, a, I mean, knowing <laughs> myself. But like things like that, like offering to, you know, do a ABA corner in on a blog or something. Um, I think those are all good ways that we can yeah. do things. We, I, we present at schools if they ask yeah. us. We, we do things free all the time.
1: Yeah. I think that one of the companies Kelly and I used to work for does a really good on their good job on their public relations. I, they do absolutely are doing um, videos like day in the life at the center. Oh, um, yeah. They're always, they go to like the chamber of commerce things.
0: Um, they engage with the school systems a lot too. And they, there was yeah. a lot are um, the special needs school had a lot of issues going on and they invited the principal and the district over to see like, Hey, these are some things that we found successful, um, just to help them educate them. And they actually ended up bringing the state down to, to see how the center did things, which was fantastic to get them involved and see how things Mm -hmm. can work smoothly and successfully. Yeah.
1: I always thought that was one thing that they did really well.
2: Well, I mean, So and it also talks a lot about if you do have to talk to a reporter, you know, what you should say and what you shouldn't say, which I think are always really good things to have, because I have been quoted by a lot of reporters that were really weird quotes. And I'm like, um, I had did we had one article that I remember specifically where the reporter, (laughs) my boss and I were just dying when we got when we saw it back because she had every word I had said, like every word. It, um, this, that, whatever, she just put in directly, she was a new reporter, I think, but everything in the article, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. And she'd misquoted a lot of stuff. And she had not done things like, um, had some like, errors and everything so then when you do have to like if it is something where you're doing a newspaper story or doing a blog story or whatever it is now that you make sure you're like oh if it's not something in the moment that you're like can i see it before you publish it is that cool or if it's something that has happened god forbid and like the reporter's just doing a news story then try it in to remember what you should say or not say <laughs> i guess is another yeah well less is and- more <laughs>
1: I think, so where is the balance between public relations and kind of like tuning your own horn, I guess would be what it is. Because in public relations, you it's that perception of you. So you want them to know like what good things are happening. But it's also sometimes when I post on social media, I'm like, man, I'm just bragging and this is bad versus, oh, no, this was something really good that we did. And I want to share it with people.
2: Um, I think that there's no like right or wrong answer. I think that you have to just be like, you know, we all see those posts, which or like I, before I started in working at the university, I didn't realize like you write your own press releases. I had no idea that people like that was even a thing. Like, you, <laughs> well,
1: I heard I had somebody be like, I asked them for a reference letter and they're like, yeah, if you write it, I'll sign it.
2: Yeah. And I was like, like what? It's a whole different world, but like, so I think that you have to make it meaningful. Like why would we write a press release about, um, you presenting at 12 conferences if you weren't making an impact or whatever, Mm -hmm. So, or if you weren't an expert in the field that you're presenting in. So I think there's a balance maybe about how you humbly talk about your achievements. I'm guessing, I don't know um but i do so another section of this i think was a very co- a combination between public relations and networking because so Dr. Bobby Newman, which I didn't get a chance to Google him, is a behavior analyst who does a lot of ABA in the general public. And he's the one that helps with this chapter. And so he's saying he gives like these suggestions when you're doing presentations to the general public, not to people in our field. And I think these are all things that we talked about, but I think they're good to know. Um, Knowing your audience, acting and dressing accordingly. Don't go in a, you know, fancy high heels, whatever when you are presenting to family members at on base,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, that doesn't help. Talk about the scientific literature. We want to make sure that we share what we do is science related, and but we want to make sure that we're also like talking in generalities that anyone can understand what we're saying. We're not using those technical terms. Um, that was the, one of the most annoying things about this field when I first got in. That you two did.
1: Just That's real. what I was I was telling the group I just presented to or did the training with that uh, when you came into the field, you were you said how we just call everything something else. it's it's a lot of the same, but we call it other things. And I'm finding that out too I'm going through a training right now to collaborate with a school in Idaho, and it's pretty much DTT. Mm-hmm. is what it is. But they call it something else.
2: Yeah. Education call, Education does a lot of ABA stuff. It's just mm-hmm. all different names. Like, yeah. I would be like, you'd be like, oh, we're doing this. And I'm like, well, that's this. Like, whatever. And you two did a good job. Probably Kelly more so than Britt. <laughs>
0: see and i i always try and simplify things or if i say like hey aba uses this term but there i mean there are a few other terms for another field or things like that i try and explain that but there's still like those times where just in passing even if you just say the verbal operants like can be like oh well she just mandated for this and you can be like what She's asked for that. She's asked for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well,
1: I was um, separating everything out at the training, and I started talking about feelings. And one of the people kind of blurted out, I thought you guys didn't care about feelings. I'm we like, do, though. No, 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 no. Hmm. We care. We, we care. It's mm-hmm. part of the person.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're we not care. little robots that we're going to shape into special little... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but
1: that, and there you go. That's the perception of the field. Yeah. So hopefully I changed her perception after yeah. she was done with my training.
2: And I always will be probably a more feelings BCBA if I you're ever.
1: Mind, you're more mindful ABA. I,
2: yeah, I definitely am because I just, I, and I think K-NOW as a whole, like I do feel like we take into account a lot more than just this is how they the, mm-hmm. they look on the outside in their behavior, but we're also like, oh, and, and this is how ABA the field is moving in general. I mean, it's not just us, but
1: well, and it's not that it's moving that way; it's actually been there because just um,
2: as we're talking about it.
1: Yeah, I, sh- I know which book this is of Skinner's, but one of his books, I don't know, Kelly, if you know, but talks about. I don't remember. So radical behaviorism does deal with feelings. We just feel we deal with the behavior that's produced by the feelings.
2: Yeah. Well, and then the other thing. So the next like that brings us into our next bullet where they're like, don't be afraid to show emotion when you're celebrating success. I'm like, oh, my God, that's absolutely opposite from what you're told when you're in the clinic. Like for the most part, you're neutral, neutral, like which I do not have a good neutral face at all at not even
1: <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Perfectly neutral.
2: Yeah. But so you're <laughs> supposed to show emotion and, and make sure that, you know, you're not afraid to share things about your life and be a person, I guess is kind of what they're saying.
1: Well, and I think that goes um, with, the disseminating with parents, like Mm -hmm. being a human with parents. And yeah. Yeah.
2: And understanding that people come from very different places all of the time. uh, But still making sure that we keep in mind what our ethics are and what our objectives are in ABA and making sure that we represent ourselves in a very professional way. So seems super easy, right?
1: It is super. Got it. So what has
2: been your biggest, so Kelly, like when you think about all of this, what has been one of your biggest struggles in public relations or dealing with the public as far as ABA or have you had any?
0: Uh, So I'm trying to think what might be one of the harder ones. I feel like maybe just talking to other people in other fields about mm-hmm. it to help, um, help them understand where we come from. Cause I always, right when we start talking about it, I was thinking about like that elevator pitches, even when people ask you from the street, like what you do. And I have throughout my years in the field, I've kind of changed it to try and simplify it to make it just really sound easy and simple and, um, everything, but that elevator pitch that I can answer, like, what do you do? Um, I work with children with autism or like with a little elaboration, mm-hmm that's what I do to try and like help people understand. Like I see behavior and I try and help them increase the successful behaviors in the environment or um, however you want to word it. Like that helps me kind of try and relate to others. And then when I, if I'm doing those trainings in different fields, like how can I help them understand what we do and help them understand how great of things we can accomplish when we use ABA um, with our clients. Like it just really is such a, great field, but just helping others see that is, can be hard.
2: Well, and I think with us working with such diverse um, companies and clients that we've all, all of the BCBAs, all of our staff that have worked together have really had to hone in on what we do and making it so that it is easily understandable for people not in our field.
1: Well, and I think that goes with our perception too, because we all know there's, there was um, a cultural comp, I don't know what it was called, but a presentation, but the participants in the presentation weren't diverse. (laughs) So how can we say that we are culturally diverse or culturally responsive and then put together a training that only includes one group of people?
2: Yeah. So So, us being,
1: yeah, to me, that's public relations
2: Mm -hmm. and being responsive. in when there is something like, I feel like in this world of social media in general, like we all three have had conversations about when something happens in the world, in the, in the big scheme of things. And then It's different than, oh, you're going to encounter a reporter outside of your workplace or whatever. And they're going to ask you a question about something that happened maybe in your community. Now it's something happened in the world and you're on your social media. Someone's waiting for you to make Mm -hmm. a statement on either pro or against a certain situation. And then no matter what you say. It does not matter what you say. There will always be someone that does not agree with what you say or how you handled it. And so like the three of us have went times when we really wanted to say things and we didn't for the fact that we're like, we don't even know if it's, it's not even that it's worth it. It's just, we don't even know where we should stand in certain things. And, and then it's not Down
1: quite a bit for that.
2: Yeah. And it's not just us too. So like, I feel like if I say something in, I'm, I'm one of those people that if I'm on social media, I'm the same person I am on social media as a personal account versus a public account. Right. So if I say something in support or not in support of something on social media, it comes back and it could hurt. How many people did you say we have working for us? 17 people. It could hurt those 17 people.
1: Yeah. Well, and I don't think that it's fair to have to give a stance or have to choose a side. I so a lot of times we decided not to like post things on social media, but it and it wasn't because we weren't paying attention or we didn't care. It's or we weren't doing same, things. Yeah. Yeah, in the same instance of "quote unquote" choosing the wrong side, we wanted to know all sides, right? Because. You shouldn't have to be forced into saying publicly what you feel or what you support.
2: Because it was the right thing to do in social media eyes, because I do Mm -hmm. feel like I would rather and we've we've just went back and forth about these things is like I'd rather I'd rather do the work on the ground. Like, I think we do things behind the scenes that maybe we don't post in our social media that for whatever reason, that's what we decided to do. I think we support things in different ways. And I think that that's public relations now is just so much different. it's so, it's so instantaneous. Like if you yeah. don't react to something within a certain, what, what internet people think is a an, a, an inappropriate amount of time, then you haven't said anything at all. And then you've passed the time you can say anything because you didn't say anything. And I'm like, Oh my God, like yeah. this,
1: so, yeah. so yesterday was MLK day and uh, everyone was posting their MLK quotes mm-hmm. and somebody posted a quote that said, it wasn't a quote, sorry. It was just a statement that, um, a meme, I think that may your um, values, the other 364 days of the year line up with what values you posted today.
2: Oh yeah. And that's and what I think, I think, I think every is, time, every time I yeah. see something, I'm like, so if you're saying like... So if you're saying something on this day because it's this, I hope you're doing the same things you're saying you're going to do all the time. That's the hard it, work.
1: Yeah. I mean, it goes with us in Veterans Day. Like, we're very vocal on Veterans Day. But we pull that message or we we have that same value every other day of the year. We would be the same, be very vocal for the military and yeah. getting them the services and help that they need
2: yeah it's I don't know social media is a it's a beast Mm -hmm. good thing Kelly and I are so good at it
0: I know right Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I I I, and I was really quiet while you were talking but that just like I, I make it pretty clear how much I dislike social media and I only have mine just to keep in contact with a few people that I won't be really able to see or get in contact with other than social media he's traveling around the country when i'm traveling yeah you know (laughs) if i don't have their phone number anymore i just use their facebook um (laughs) but yeah but that's one of the reasons why i just really dislike it is that people get on there just to argue and i would rather spend my time living out the values that i've set for myself than wait worry about posting it and having all these people crush crush me or tear me down or not doing certain things the way that the rest of the culture is or, you know, things like that. So like, it's just so much more important to live out and show it, show it with your actions than just putting a banner on your Facebook page for a certain time.
2: Well, and Mm -hmm. that's the other thing. It's like, I definitely do not post on social media like I used to. And I think it came down to the fact that I was just tired of whatever I posted, I had to defend. And sometimes I didn't really feel like defending. I just felt like saying and so I think, you know, it, it, I don't understand Britt and I were talking about this when she was like, Oh, someone just goes around and is trolling the people's posts yeah. and say them horrible, terrible, awful things. And I'm like, I just can't open myself up for that anymore because I, that, I have no place for that. And it's just crazy. And that's what public relations is now is you delete the person that said the horrible comment, but then you're like, oh, you're not going to answer to what they were saying to you. And like, it becomes this whole like mm-hmm. circular mess. And I'm like, yeah.
1: That wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA.
2: Head over to our Facebook and Instagram at knowledge.now.solutions and check out all the events we have going on. From our CEUs to mentorship to trivia and thank you to K-Now Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring us and Pretty Easy Podcast for making us sound good. And Kelly, for being our guest, you know, we love you.
1: Anytime. And and remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother APA.